Welcome back to Almost Heretical for part two of talking about Genesis 2. We kind of ended the last one after talking about the creation of man and all the animals and naming the animals and Eve being pulled out of, of, of you know, created out of the rib, out of the side of man and all that kind of stuff. We ended that one with the teaser that we're going to talk about marriage, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're here so we finishing are. Genesis 2 with this pretty big um, verse. This we've all probably heard read at weddings or read to us or so many contexts, but um, let's see. I'll start with I'll start with verse 22. The so rib this is Genesis 2. Genesis 2 verse 22. 22. The rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Feels like I'm at a wedding, really. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, there's a lot going on here. And I think for a lot of our listeners, the most... um, pressing question is, is this an institution of marriage and is it specifically an institution of heterosexual marriage? Yeah, because the more, you know, as there's the Andrew Marins of the world who have written these books, kind of going through a lot of the clobber passages and de-clobberizing, made that one up, these, these passages to say like, this isn't talking about homosexuality, this isn't talking about homosexuality, this isn't talking about homosexuality. I think there's been a doubling down that has happened on okay well but if you go back to the beginning go back to genesis it's one man one woman it's adam Mm -hmm. and eve not adam and steve right like that's they go they go back there um because it's like the other ones are falling apart the other other arguments aren't as strong so they go back to okay but look you know see it's right here in the beginning yeah and there's a couple different approaches to that i mean obviously one approach is to like okay adam and eve not adam and steve these are not actual real characters these are like these are not actual real people they are characters in a story and everyone essentially would have known that which Um, is why we've spent three or four episodes now trying to explain that trying to really drive that home that this is not how the world was created I mean, just being completely right. oh, yeah. straight here. That, this is not a literal story. And it's not that we're saying like, look, now we can know because of science and stuff. This isn't actually how the, this is not what it was intended to be at the time. This wasn't like a, a, a science textbook, right? This was a story. These were stories that were yeah. passed down. They had two versions of how <laughs> yeah. the earth came about. So I don't think they were like, Too kids concerned. were like, but... daddy tell me why are there two versions of it why how did the earth really come about that like it wasn't a big thing they they had two stories so that's not what this is so then you can't use that then for your argument yeah and at the end of the episode (laughs) i'm just kidding i think that well no because i think the um i think that while it's helpful to point out like okay these are not literal characters this is not a literal story i think that's actually not even the the most accurate or the best approach to the question because it is assuming um, assuming some presuppositions. I mean, the the question behind that when when someone's asking does does the Bible um, you know is this setting up heterosexual marriage? The question the 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 assumption behind that is if it does, then I as a potentially homosexual person am in trouble because 
you know, the Bible's against me. But the question I think we need to change it to is, and this might um, sound a little, I don't know, disrespectful or something of the Bible, but eh, it's probably not new to this show. But the question should really be, does it matter what the Bible says about heterosexuality versus homosexuality? Because I would argue that rather than trying to do a lot of gymnastics around, I, w- I would say, just to be straightforward about this passage, this definitely appears to be an institutionalization of marriage uh, and a very clear heterosexual marriage. But what we conclude from that is not is totally up for discussion. First of all, even if you look at the rest of the Bible, there is definitely not a clear picture of monogamous marriage. There's, I mean, throughout the Old Testament, there are so many stories of the patriarchs of Israel who have multiple wives. So, you know, if we're going to say that this story like laid out the perfect picture, well, even the Bible itself doesn't follow that rules. And those people are never condemned for like, it's, it's not, they're not portrayed as, you know, oh, can you believe they had all these wives? I mean, granted, some of their multiple wives cause some issues, but it's. They never go back to Genesis and say like, and he was, you know, condemned because yeah, he didn't follow the. They're not portrayed as being like in, in sin or something for having multiple wives. That's right. just the culture that they were in. So, I mean, even within scripture, we're already seeing that, you know, what is laid out here isn't considered like incredibly binding. But I mean, if you were to look over the scriptures in general, and this is, you know, backing up big birds, I view from just this particular verse. All I heard was big bird. No, but I got I to say one more thing on <laughs> oh, that though. Okay, um, before you get to big bird, uh, it, it also, this is just reading it in English. I don't, I don't know if the original language would kind of lead you a different direction, but this, but that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they, and they become one flesh. I mean, it also kind of, for someone who doesn't get married, like a Paul, let's say, mm. doesn't really mm. leave that as an option either. If you want to talk about an institution here, it's not just an institution of what marriage, like if you're going to get married, do it this way, right? It doesn't even say that. It just says, this is why a man leaves Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it seem like this is this is what everyone will do and should do. Which at the time it was written, essentially everyone did because I mean, just economics. Like that's I, the only way that you're, you're right. But you don't hear someone really challenging mm-hmm. that today and being like, you know, the Bible is clear so that you should get married. That you, you need, get married. you have to get married. No, you know? I'm pretty, I mean, Paul says you shouldn't. <laughs> right. But people don't talk but, about that very much either. Right. But no one even challenges and says like, we can't listen to Paul on this because look what it says in Genesis. You know. Mm-hmm. They just go with Paul, right? But uh, yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, it's not necessarily saying you have to get married, but it also doesn't say for those that get married, this is why they do, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, the 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 question here should be, does, does it really, like, does what the Bible says about marriage apply to us authoritatively? Um and that why that's important is because, oh, like I was saying, the big bird view, big bird's eye view, is uh, throughout scripture, you know, yes, like you were saying, you can dive into each verse and talk about the specific context and the specific translation and explain why some of these verses maybe don't condemn, don't condemn homosexuality the way we thought they did, or, you know, this, this word shouldn't have been translated that way. Really cool documentary that's just come out about the translation of the word homosexual called 1946 if you want to look that up it's uh it's, yeah 1946 the mistranslation that shifted a culture um it's pretty 
crazy. But but you can so you can go through all of those. But I think the the more helpful and more appropriate way to go at this, and this is sort of what we did in the women's series, is to acknowledge, I would say, that the Bible and the writers of the scriptures, the many writers over the thousands of years, overall were probably not in favor of homosexuality. Like that's that was not their culture. And the the ways that it existed in their culture were often very frowned upon. And, but does that have to apply to us today? Because we can say that same thing about the roles of women. Like this was an incredibly patriarchal society through the Mm. entire entirety of scriptures. I mean, sometimes women had essentially no rights. And I mean, there's verses that say women aren't allowed to speak. And we've decided that those things should not apply. And so in the same way... Genocide, slavery, like all oh, of these yeah. things, right? Just because it says that it... Just because people did it in the Bible, <laughs> in right. Bible times, in Old Testament or whatever, does not mean that that should be how it is today. And the reason that it's always been seen that way is because we have equated the Bible with God. I mean, this is just the most obvious statement for any of us who grew up in the church. Like the Bible was God's word. So anything that was was the perspective of the Bible or the command of the Bible was the command of God. Mm. But where I think we have to get to is that that's not actually, the Bible never really, never claims to be that. We've talked about that on so many of our different episodes because it's essential to re-understanding how we should use the Bible and how we can use the Bible. Um, it's, It's a collection of tons of different texts written by tons of different people over thousands of years in different cultures for different reasons and they're all written by humans, none of whom were claiming to be writing the words of God. Um, so, I mean, the closest we probably get is the prophets saying that they were, you know, bringing a message from God. Right, but even that is in their own in their own words. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if we if you want to dig into that, you know, okay, but what about all scriptures God breathed? That we we talked about that back in the the canon series, I believe. So that's that's a great. I mean, one of my favorite things to talk about. It's a big deal, right? Because uh, there are those that will hear you say that and be like, yes, exactly, you know? But then they're like, but what about all the people that <laughs> that are hearing that and going like, I can't believe you're going down that path where you're giving mm-hmm. up the authority of scripture, you know? And this is what divides us. Those who are going to take, there's a, there's a famous preacher that I used to work with that uh, you'll know the name if you listen to our utterly, utterly heretical, heretical. for just supporters only for just a couple dollars a month. Uh, anyways, um, who I can hear saying like, you got, are you, the, the, the choice is, the question is, are you going to come under the authority of scripture or are you not? Right? That's the only question you have to make. And, and coming under the authority of scripture is equated with coming under the authority of God. Right. Exactly. And this is, this, all you have to do is just follow exactly what this book says. And some people, it's too hard for them and they won't do it. And for other people, they'll say like, no matter what, I'm just going to open this book. No matter what it says, I'm going to do it. Right. Um, I think I've heard that exact sermon. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, maybe I think I, I've probably said those I was exact words. Say, I've probably given that uh, sermon. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know You're if right. there's a it question is, here. It but. is a huge, huge shift to purport that the Bible is not necessarily the words of God, which is unfortunate because that's 
like that is how it was founded like i i often find myself when i'm describing this show like i i start to say that we are um you know trying to share a new way to read the bible but in reality it's we're trying to come back to the ancient way of reading the scriptures because mm-hmm. like this nobody was seeing these as the words of god they were seeing them as i mean the old testament this is their culture this is their their heritage these are the stories that they've been told and then um and then man christianity comes in boom 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 throws together the new testament and within a couple hundred years is canonizing it and giving it all these different qualifications so should we do a quick devil's advocate role play i uh, i don't sure. know if this would be helpful for our listeners sure. at all but i will be uh the person from uh that maybe we used to that that friend you're thinking of that is like really concerned about the direction you're going Mm -hmm. Uh, i haven't thought about this at all i have no clue if i can even do this (laughs) we'll see um i already started to get nervous like maybe i'm not gonna have an answer for you but (laughs) but i think i will it just seems shelby like you are uh it's it's kind of like the the passages that you want to believe you're going to kind of go with and then the ones that are you know kind of don't go along with the way of culture the way the culture has gone you're going to kind of change the words of and it's like what is what is truth then if you can't if you can't have this text be truth then how do you know what what's true is it just whatever you like you feel today and then the next day it's going to be something different yeah totally that was good my my, my, <laughs> my devil's advocate friend um no no i mean i'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up. This is a good conversation for us to have. You, we need it. You should have a name on the show when, whenever you want to oh, be a devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, um, not Jason. Okay. Yeah. Jason. Jason. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I just, it just feels like a youth pastor name. So I just picked it. Um, actually, I think that was our youth pastor's name back in the day. That's probably why it feels like that. Anyway. Yeah, can, I, can I talk to you about something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, no, I just feel like how do they, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think how these conversations start, but yeah. No, but Jason, I'm so glad you brought that up uh, because, <laughs> but uh, no, in in all honesty, that's, this is a really commonly brought up response. Is Some listeners might actually be worried about listen, that. Yeah. We have listeners all over the spectrum, not mm-hmm. all over the spectrum, but we have them. There's, they're not all in the same place that we're at. They yeah. listen and they're like, hmm. And then a year later, they always email me and they're like, I was so skeptical when I first started and now <laughs> I think I'm farther out than you guys. Okay. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> But yeah, how do you respond to the, you know, are you just reading, you know, choosing whatever you want to be truth and what do you, how do you have any foundation? And I mean, my response would probably be something like, well, first of all, I think that we all kind of do that to an extent. Like there are plenty of things throughout the Bible that the average Christian doesn't follow. For example, you, Jason, um, you know, obviously you don't follow the the laws of Judaism and that's probably because you would say Jesus has, you know, changed those laws. But there are even things that Jesus said that, you know, like you have, Jason, you have a car and you have a house and Jesus said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. So like there are, there are lots of times where we use our own judgment to decide how we should handle a certain verse. So that's, that's the first approach to it is that I would say everyone, nobody actually follows every single thing um, in, in the Bible. But then the other the other approach, which is probably the more foundational one to get at, is we're setting up the Bible to be truth, infallible, unchangeable, and, and it never claims to be that. And it never was seen that way until, you know, at least after 300 AD. Um, not even at that point, it was not, not quite that extreme. So 
you know, if, if, sure, if God, if God spoke directly to me, some very distinct words, I would probably take those as pretty authoritative. This has never really happened to me. I mean, we could talk about that another time. But, but this text is not that. It's a compilation, a library of, like we've said, you know, many times already on this episode, of tons of different texts. And it was never, it never claims to be this source of complete truth. So for us to use it that way is, I mean, it's really just pushing back the question. It's just, the Bible can easily be, maybe I wouldn't say it this way to Jason, but the Bible can be a crutch in a sense of, we feel like we can get all of our answers from it and it'll tell us what's right and wrong even though it tells us to do plenty of things that we don't consider to be right anymore as far as, you know, the treatment, I mean, slavery and, yeah, the treatment of women. And so we just end up overlooking a lot of that. But it's, uh, it just pushes away our own responsibility. And so maybe what I would get to with Jason is... Uh, that was completely satisfactory. Where can I go to find out more about <laughs> yeah, this? That's not what Jason would say. Oh, yeah. No, they'd, they'd go to like the... Um, yeah, but what about all scriptures God breathed and is useful yeah. for teaching? And I'd go into that discussion. I'd be right. like, we so glad that. we got here because yeah. I, can, I can nail that one down. But um, And you can too. Go listen to yeah, the that's true. It's canon a, series. It's probably the inspiration episode in the canon series. Um, but, the, but yeah, what I would come to is I do think we have to use our own wisdom and that we've, as a, a Bible-based culture, have undervalued the role of wisdom and our own responsibility and which, I mean, we do act that way. Like with us, a lot of Christians even will, they, without realizing it, they are using their own wisdom, their own judgment, but often are trying to also find verses to support um, those positions. I mean, one example is the fact that um, the being pro-abortion or anti-abortion, like that has shifted, I mean, 80 years ago, I think it was not really... If you read Kristen Dumais' book, um, Jesus and John Wayne, abortion was not really a Christian issue, like something that Christians had a, um, a dominant stance on. But as it became politicized, now suddenly it's like, if you, you know, believe the Bible, then you have to be anti-abortion. But it, like, it's actually not very clear. Like, there's not a lot. It, the Bible doesn't really talk about it. But if you, so it, that's just an example of how we do essentially use our own wisdom and our own judgment to decide what's important to us. And then we usually back it up with the verses we can find. So to bring it back to Genesis two, that is wrapping yeah. up here. Jason's gone by the way. All right. Oh, yeah. Nate. So good to have you back. <laughs> I'm sure that your Jason in your life would go a lot more directions and would not be satisfied. Yeah. We'd be here a while. It's, and that's the other thing. That's okay. Y'all it's hard to satisfy someone and because it's and that doesn't have to be your goal it doesn't have to be your goal and uh, and there's a big thing for me you know five six seven years ago when this was all transition was happening it's not like a one transition that happens i don't think it's just, it's a new it's a transition that you're constantly going through but anyways it was a big thing for me to say like i'm not gonna i don't really want to debate this and this isn't i wanted to get away from those type of discussions where it's like let's try to settle this you know because yeah. i knew that it's we're not gonna settle it you know, there's yeah. there's experiences that I've had in my life. There's experiences that that other person has had in their life or has not had in their life. And maybe I haven't had whatever, but that that are keeping us from being able to find that perfect bridge. You know, so I think it's, it was just it's just a recipe for uh, disappointment, conflict, conflict, frustration, whatever you want to say to, tr to to believe that there is a perfect bridge out there. 
uh, if you're you know a listener of this show and you're kind of agreeing with us, or if you're someone that's kind of hate listening to the show right now, <laughs> you know, to, to believe that there is a We're perfect. Glad you're here. Yeah, we are. Yeah, um, a perfect bridge out there that is going to bridge these these two sides. Um, I, I think that's just a, that's going to be a frustrating thing for people on both sides of that. And this could, I, I think this could go for like many different topics, not just oh. faith. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop believing that there is a perfect bridge to bridge two sides that see very differently and try to find a different way forward, which we say that a lot on the show. We're going to try to find a different way forward, you know, because yeah. that's not working. It's not working in the political world. It's not working in the faith world. It's not working in the lots of different places as society just becomes polarized all right yeah and i just think for so many of those conversations um it would which almost all of them will come back to the bible like and that's i feel like that's why i do this show personally is to try to because re-understanding what the bible is it's just so like it, it will change that entire conversation so if you if you get to that point with someone and you want to be talking like yeah like nate said you don't have to talk about all these things with people if you don't feel equipped to have an answer that sounds like a verse that we know being so the opposite of that verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, if, if we can just acknowledge together that the Bible, if we can get to the point of talking about the Bible as texts rather than as the word of God, then it's going to be an entirely different conversation. So on that note, back to what this whole episode has been about, which is essentially the question, does the Bible institute, heterosexual marriage and and then the the maybe more important question of does it matter if the bible institutes heterosexual marriage so i would say the answer to the first question is i'd say probably yes like that the overall the writers of scripture were um probably i mean the writers of scripture were all male and i'd say they're probably all mostly heterosexual males if they were not heterosexual they were probably very secretive about it because this is a very heterosexual patriarchal norm society Mm -hmm. and so then the second question of does it matter i mean we've i hope that we've covered that and given some support to people who are trying to figure that out of that yeah i i mean it sounds strange to say but in a sense it doesn't really matter um what what the Bible says. Can you believe that I just said that? Um, well, I mean, first of all, I'm supposed to stop you every time someone says the Bible says, right? So even if oh, you're saying it in the negative way, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. Part of the reason you're saying that statement is because the Bible isn't a thing, right? Right. So so when we say something like it doesn't it doesn't matter what the Bible or scriptures or say about homosexuality, it's because we're now working with a, a new paradigm about the Bible, about these texts, which is that they are fallible. They are ancient. They are patriarchal. They are not divine. So why would it matter to us today what they say? But before I get too extreme, like, yes, they have a role, just like many things have a role, just like, you know, our ancestors have a role, and just like our own minds have a role, and our own communities have a role. Uh, And that's just what I was saying about wisdom earlier. It moves questions like this or, which applies to essentially any topic. It could be the role of women. It could be racism. It could be transgenderism. Any of these topics, the whole LGBTQ plus, all, like all of it falls into this topic, um, this category in which we do have to use our own minds um, because the, the Bible is not the answer book. It can be used 
Like, sure, we shouldn't just throw out all ancient wisdom, but we also shouldn't assume that it should have the same, it should have more authority than, than our current wisdom. Like, it, it's all part of being human. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's a messy journey of humanity. I mean, we've seen that for all of history. And it's just, it's going to keep being that way. And the Bible's not a shortcut to some perfect answer. Um, and yeah, I hope that, I hope that strangely enough, that acknowledging that I, that the Bible is essentially heterosexual, like supportive of, of a heterosexual norm. I hope that can actually be freeing to people who are trying to defend themselves as a homosexual person and by acknowledging you don't have to do all the gymnastics to try and make this text support you. If you can just acknowledge this text doesn't have to support you because first of and all, you can still claim Christianity and yeah, still, this text is not yeah. God. It's mm-hmm. and these texts are not God. They are written by different people. And these are the same texts that I, as a woman have had to, uh, in some, some break up with some of them and like acknowledge how much some of them have hurt me. And, and I know that's, and so I guess I put myself in that just to sh- say that you can still love these texts and acknowledge that they've, they have hurt you. Um, we've right. all, so many of our listeners have dealt with that in so many ways. Yeah. And separate them from God, right? Because yeah. for anyone raised similarly, similarly to me, similar, similarly to us, and to many of the listeners out there that I've met and talked to on our calls and that kind of thing, um, you were likely raised believing that this, like we said, the Word of God, this was, I mean, the you know, Father, Son, and the Holy Bible kind of a thing, right? The, yeah. the doctrine, the text, the we're gonna we're gonna spend a whole week on one sentence in the you know we're gonna break that down specifically and what does this actually mean and how does this apply to our life and has it um it's not saying anything wrong with it but just that leads you down this path of we need to know exactly what to believe from this text right and and you're you're studying that more than you're studying or more than you're thinking about like god and um it's it's the text it's the words it's the printed words um so that's, uh, I just don't want someone to come away thinking like, okay, Christianity is over for me then, you know, like I, there's a, there's a, there's a very, um, specific reason why I've continued to call myself a Christian throughout this whole process. And I think I still do today is because I want to expand what that, what that title can mean and what I don't want it to be like, oh, so you don't think the Bible is the word of God? Well, then you're not a Christian. You know, it's like, well, that's, I want to reject that. You know, I want to, I'm going to rebuke that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, in conclusion, I, I had a couple little points here. Uh, we've all covered already, but well, except for maybe this one, just this story is not actually very important to the remainder of the Bible. Um, it's, Reference the only other time that it's referenced again is by Paul, or the pseudonymous Paul, um, which, as I've talked about before, if I could create my own canon, I'd probably just remove Paul from it. No, I mean, well, it's true, but we'll talk more more, more about that on utterly heretical. But but all that to say, I mean, Paul's the you know one of the latest of the. I'm definitely the latest in when you talk about just canon. I mean, his, some of his letters are earliest in the New Testament, but but he. I mean, I could start really getting on him. You know, I never actually met Jesus. He's coming in at the tail end of the whole movement. 
Um, and his theology ends up getting to be so incredibly significant. So he's the only other one that even references back to this story. So it's, it's not even something that's considered very significant for the whole, whole rest of the New Testament, not significant to the, the gospel as presented by Jesus. So let that also give yeah. it less weight. So, so take time to figure out what this passage has done to you, for you, whether you're homosexual or heterosexual, married or single. Like This has been a pretty significant passage for a lot of people. And to just acknowledge the, to, to deprioritize it a bit and acknowledge that it's not making any rules. And even if it is, they, those rules are not necessarily flawless. They're ancient and they're up for discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have, if you have questions coming from the Jasons in your life, (laughs) which Jason's definitely a white guy. Oh, absolutely. A white man. Yeah. But anyways, um, if you have questions coming from the Jason in your life that you want us to incorporate, um, into the show, we would love to do that because mm-hmm. we want this to be a collaborative experience on this podcast, not just the two of us talking into a mic, but um, we love it when we get to read your emails and your messages um, in the Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. So contact at almostheretical.com. Just email us and um, get in touch. It can be short, can be long, whatever. We'd love to, we'd love to read that and love to incorporate your Jason into the episode. Uh, I'll play I'll play the part. I'll I'll wear that hat um and I'll just do your question that you get because I know. I remember I mean to like thinking about these questions that were presented to me. They felt like these huge mountains that like someone would say this thing. You know, that a Jason in my life would say mm-hmm. this thing and I'd be like, "Oh, like yeah. Personally like how do I answer that? Like maybe that's true, maybe that's right. Maybe I am off here." Or just like no, I know that doesn't feel that doesn't mm-hmm, feel right, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I do this show is because I didn't have <laughs> answers. I didn't have um, anything to share, and I think some people are better at saying like, "I don't have answers," but you know what? You don't deserve answers, so I'm I don't care. You know, and I'm gonna live my life like that's not that's not me. You know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I have enough people pleaser in me that's like, no, I wanna I wanna keep these relationships. I wanna uh, keep some form of a bridge here. I want to I want people to. To know like that I'm okay and I'm I'm going down to I have a I have reason to my I'm madness, not crazy you know? yeah and and I'm not I'm not necessarily even like a hater of this like right. I'm just just learning new things yeah yeah so yeah all that to say <laughs> reach out share share that with us we'd love to read that we'd love to incorporate that onto the show and we'd love to see you in the Facebook group and in on the calls and um, and love for you to check out our second podcast where we say utterly heretical things, um, which is, that's that's the name of it, utterly heretical. Um, you can find out all that stuff, find it all at almostheretical.com. And then join us for the next episode where we get into the, the final scene of the, the narrative here, which we've been doing for the last couple episodes, which is going to be the fall. Da, da, da. Oh, the so fall. We, got a, we got some big stuff coming. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the fall. Wow. Okay. All right. We will see you at the fall. (laughs) Bye, friends.